Now, that's uh, where uh, the base is, I would say, uh, right where headquarters is. Mm-hmm. Um, and very, very high-risk uh, inmates are there. They, these ones are uh, put in the bottom, so to speak. That's a level three camp. Uh, and majority of those men don't get programmed. Um, they lock down for 23 and one. Uh, they come out uh, two times a week uh, for showers um, and for recreation activities. Um, and they and, and these two times they come out is only one hour at a time. Right. So uh, we want to prepare um, positive growth and development there. And why we want to put positive growth and development there because it's a program designed to accommodate the ones who have disciplinary problems. Does this resonate with you? Has a company ripped you off in the past? SettleShark is changing how consumers get money back from companies. SettleShark assists consumers during the entire process, from beginning to end. Our process is simple, convenient, affordable, and powerful. You're in control. We are here to help you. Contact us today at www.settleshark.com or call 1-888-704-0708. Aluva Life Greens actually started for me when I was 23 years old. I went out and bought a $400 industrial juicer and I started juicing every single week. And I hated it. It took so much time, it cost money, and it was a process. That's when I started making the Life Greens product. It truly is the one drink that you should take every day for the rest of your life. My name is Amy and I absolutely love fitness. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a professional makeup artist. Eating healthy is not the easiest thing. We get so busy in our lives, it's really hard to take the time to eat healthy and to eat right. My absolute favorite thing about this product is that they combine reds, greens, and probiotics in one mix. You put it in your water and you shake it up and voila, it's so easy and it tastes amazing. You'll feel a difference. Then you start believing that you really can change and that you can actually feel better. Hey man, your dog is super trained but mine never listens to me. That's because I just signed up for a dog training course in the community app. It notifies you of all classes happening within a 10 mile radius and has many options. They've got literally everything from dog training classes to dance classes. No way, you mean I can get my dog trained and learn dancing? Yeah, install the app right now and see for yourself. Hello, hello, everybody. I am Dr. Tina J. Ramsey, the host of the Tina Ramsey Show and podcast powered by CTR Media Network. And we reach 350 million households worldwide, bringing you some of the most impactful stories of entrepreneurs and just standout individuals who are making a positive impact in the world. And today we are on site. Yes, on site in Columbia, South Carolina with an amazing entrepreneur. His name is Jeffrey Jones Sr., And he has an amazing project.
project that he is doing in South Carolina that we really want you to know about called Tranquility Transitional Housing. So, Mr. Jones, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So, um, being from South Carolina, born and raised myself, I know all too well how things, I would say, we miss out on a lot of things being in South Carolina. And so when I saw what you was doing in regards to helping individuals that was incarcerated and once they get out of prison, having a solution to help them uh, be better and have the resources and community, I was like, what? This is South Carolina? This is amazing. So what made you decide to start uh, Tranquility Transitional Housing here in South Carolina? Well, me, myself, um, I've been incarcerated, you know, and I had to go through a series of years in prison um, for a series of uh, amount of crimes. But the thing that made me uh, wanted to develop um, tranquility is what I experienced while I was in prison. It was so many young men that uh, I have came across because prior to um, going into program, uh, I became a minister. Yes, I found um, Jehovah. Uh, I became a Jehovah's Witness, actually. And as a Jehovah's Witness, you know, we speak to every individual uh, we come in sight with. Um, so I had a lot of conversations in prison. It's a beautiful platform because you get an opportunity to talk to everyone, and almost everyone give you a chance because everyone looking for some kind of savior in some kind of way. And what I learned is that is so many young men were deprived of life skills. They didn't have any life skills. Um, and about 75% of them just didn't have any home bringing. They really, really raised up in the streets. Uh, never been taught, you know, how to make a way. Uh, most of them never had a job, ever experienced having a job. So. This is what we have in prison um, right now. And the ironic thing about it all is when you go to prison, it's a difficult thing not to get a disciplinary. And these men in prison are not uh, getting the opportunity to be programmed. Because if you get a disciplinary, you won't be programmed. So now this is, um, is very dire for what I say, our community, because these men are coming home, most of them. Um, I met a lot of men back there with life sentences, and most of the life sentences, they are, you know, conducting programs back there. They are helping the men that are coming through that have a chance of going back out into the streets. Um, but it's a sad thing that when you got 1,500 inmates in a prison and only 100 inmates get opportunity for programs. That's where the sad part comes. But 85% of those men are coming back into our society. Sad, because when they come back into society, the programs that they are developed out here for them is, is difficult for them to get into, uh, especially when it comes to the transitional housing. And I take nothing from the transitional housing because they're doing a fine job in our state. Uh, but tranquility is a different type of transition. Um, transitional housing. It's um, targeting uh, high-risk offenders. And, and what I mean by that is these are offenders who uh, did not have an opportunity to be transitioned in prison or corrected. 
Yes, our community are being de um, deprived of what they need to be seeing when uh, these men are being released. Mm -hmm. um, that's correction, but too bad, too sad to say they are not being corrected. So Tranquility is preparing to meet them at the door. So we're going to be uh, uh, launching our campaign into the prison system. Uh, I was going to be working with a gentleman named Worth Cook, who's incarcerated at this moment, and uh, who I truly believe is an innocent man for murder. Um, but he's uh, working with me. He's writing me, and 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 he's going to try to do, get uh, tranquility started at Broad River Correctional Institution. Now, that's uh, where uh, the base is, I would say, uh, right where headquarters is. Mm -hmm. um, and very, very high-risk uh, inmates are there. They, these ones are uh, put in the bottom, so to speak. That's a level three camp. Uh, and majority of those men don't get programming. Um, they lock down for 23 and 1. Um they come out um, two times a week um, for showers mm -hmm. um, and for recreation activities. Um, and they and and these two times they come out is only one hour at a time. Oh, what? Right. So uh, we want to prepare um, positive growth and development there. And why we want to put positive growth and development there because it's a program designed to accommodate the ones who have disciplinary problems. I, um, I started that program. It was founded. I found that one back in 2018 at Water Recorrection Institution, which was a level one and slash two camp. Uh, uh, and it was uh, three, uh, I would say, three major gangs associated there. Mm -hmm. And they were going through a series of disciplinary troubles. And so we just thought of the idea, you know, that we should uh, develop this program to uh, to have these high risk offenders um, program because they were going to be released within eight and under. So most of them was going to be going home very very soon and very very quickly. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to get them programmed prior to going home, um, and uh, and. So we had it sent off to the headquarters, and, and they approved the program. Oh. Well, let me ask you a question. When you say, I thought it was very riveting when you had said that over 1,500, like, inmates. Right. But for programming, only, only, 100. only 100. I mean, how does that even make sense? Like, 1,500 people, 100 programming, and like we spoke before, it's very difficult for these inmates to be able to qualify because they can have one, um, what, strike, or you can say the proper terminology, and they disciplinary, and they will not be able to have the programming. So will Tranquility take those type of offenders if they're able to be uh, acclimated back to society? Right. Those are the those are the ones that yes that's our target audience. We want to those are those are our primary clients. Mm -hmm. um, we want to take them in. Um, I want to deal with them. I dealt with them inside for thirteen years, mm -hmm. so I want to do that also. 
on the outside. So that's why Tranquility was born. And I know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyone can't do it, I I will admit to that. Um, If you haven't been through what I have been through, which is uh, 29 and a half years of prison time, Um, seeing and understanding ins and outs and why people are coming in and why they're not, um, why people get programming and why people don't, um, why they're not being educated, really understanding why they're not being educated. Because if they get a disciplinary, they can't go to school neither. Oh, wow. So they can't be educated. Uh, one, of the, one of the greatest things I have saw uh, in my last two and a half years of incarceration is that they got this tablet for us and they put programs on the tablet and they allow every inmate to have it. But if you get a disciplinary, you also lose your tablet. So if you lose your tablet, then you know you're not going to get... You, is you, it easy to get a disciplinary? Very, very easy because so, you have controlling inmates. Uh, they are what you call big homies. <laughs> they lead the groove, the crews. Um, and a lot of the young men that come in in prison, they need protection, mm-hmm. and they will join gangs. Mm-hmm. And if they join a gang, then they're going to be um, subject to go out and do whatever they, their leaders tell them to go do. Mm-hmm. Um, and But in the greatest part, you have the, uh, the administration, which really don't, it doesn't matter to them. It's a, it's a, it's a handful who really would like to see inmates change, Mm -hmm. just a handful. Most of them, they'd rather see them housed. Mm -hmm. And and if if you just want to see inmates housed, then you're not going to make it possible for them to avoid disciplinary. You're going to make it easy for them to get a disciplinary because it's best to have them locked behind the doors than to let them roam a rock. So... Mm -hmm. And the rock is, you know, just being outside of the door uh, because you don't really go outside. Really? No, you, you know, no, no, no. Sun up, yeah, you, you get a little of that. You don't go to the, you don't go to, most of them don't go to the mess hall. So they don't go eat at the mess hall. Um, their food has been brought to them in the cells. Oh, yeah. So they, that, that deprives them of even going out there. They don't get any visitation if they got disciplinary. So, uh it's it's terrible. Wow. Okay. Like, that was a lot. The fact that most of these inmates do not receive uh, visitations because of the disciplinary action, and then some of them, you even said they can't even go to the mess hall. So that, for those of you who may not understand that terminology, that's like a cafeteria where individuals can go and eat. They're basically locked in a... And what is like the dimensions of a cell? It's a six by eight. It's six a by six by eight. eight, two to three men in each one. Six by eight with two to three men in each one. Right. Wow. So we really need tranquility. We really need tranquility because you're thinking about how it is for, and, and, and excuse me for being so dramatic. When you lock up an animal in a cage and do not let them out. And you only feed them through the cage. And then you let them out in the midst of other people. What usually happens? Violence. Turmoil. And so when you subject human beings who made a mistake in those conditions day in and day out, 
and you do not provide some sort of like you you call it programming or or I, I call them resources and then you let them out to a world that they may not be familiar with say for example someone went you know got incarcerated in the early 90s or the early 2000s with I think we had like flip phones the cell phone was just coming out and now you're coming out with I think they probably be custom to beepers, but now they come out. We have computers. Our cell phones is basically a handheld computer. We have all of this digital things that we have. Um, we just have so much access. They need help mm-hmm. because nine times out of 10, if they don't receive the help that they need, they're going to reoffend. They're going to go back because they don't have support. And so what I thought was very interesting and what I love about what you're doing with tranquility, transitional housing is that you're providing a way out and not necessarily for the ones who not offended, you know, you providing that for the ones who I feel needed the most is the ones who have maybe what you call a disciplinary mm-hmm. and they were not able to get this type of help and assistance in the prison, but now they have a place. So normally with uh, programming or uh, resources, they're only allowed to have it for in a certain amount of time, you know, after they graduate or after they get the certification or, or they complete whatever it is that you have them to do. Say, for example, they do that, they do very well, and then they go out in the real world by themselves and then, you know, they get a little bumps and bruises, so to speak. Do Tranquility uh, have a place for them to come back to? Oh, yes, 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 yes. We... Um definitely have a place for them to come back to. Once a member, always a member. Uh, we will be doing follow-ups with them, of course, too, when they graduate. Yes, we'll be going by, visiting. We'll be making phone calls and checking on them. Uh, we're going to tell, we definitely tell each one before they leave that uh, they can always come back and do come back. Don't, don't allow themselves to get caught up in the trend and thinking that, you know, they got to do something to uh, survive because we're there, you know. And we're going to try to have some money in place for that, some funds that uh, we can be able to accommodate them and uh, and get them back on their feet once again, just like we did in the first place. Uh, but it's not a dead end for them, ever. Um, and the reason for this is that our community is the most important. Um, tranquility is... Uh, if that thought was in my mind, um, almost immediately, I remember when I first started going into the programming part, you know, I thought the idea was good. The wardens were sitting there with us and they were talking to us about it. And, you know, they asking us questions, what do you think about that? And we was like, yeah, you know, because really our uh, community is in trouble because these gentlemen are going home. You know, that was the, one of the first things that I said to him. I said, um, I, I, you know, I hate, I hate to think that a good person like you, because it was a, a, a social warden hunter. Mm-hmm. He was the one. He was there then before he retired. And and uh, if I was, was saying, I would hate to, uh, for someone like him to be, you know, uh, plagued by what was coming. Mm-hmm. You know, when he has so much concern for. Uh, us when we was back there you know he wanted to see us with have change he wanted us to be better men um, he always tried to encourage us to do that 
And and you know, and that was one of the one of the the most prideful things I think uh I uh, could ever think of, you know, what would happen to the people in our society when these guys are rained out into mm. it and they poured out into our community. Um, you know, and I have grandchildren and I, I was thinking about them too. Mm-hmm. Um what would happen to them, you know, if they were subjected to that? Um, so I don't want my grandchildren um, subjected to it. Um, I lived I lived a life of crime. Yes, I did. Um, I was incarcerated. I was incarcerated as innocent one time when I was incarcerated. Very angry, got out. Um, didn't get any programming because I got disciplinary troubles. I remember my first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I le- didn't learn anything. Never, didn't get my GED. Uh, you know, so yeah, I went right back to prison again. Um, and then I made my mind up, you know, that I was not going to be getting disciplinary at this time. Mm-hmm. What I was going to be doing, uh, was, um, ma- um, making my life, uh, as clear as I can, mm-hmm. uh, in view to everyone that I was going to be a man of God. And that's what I did. I s- started my you know, sentence that way. I end my sentence that way. Uh, of course, uh, I wanted to help so many others uh, um, a few years into my sentence, and so I started the programming. Wow. Um, first of all, I appreciate you being so transparent because what I want everyone else to see and understand that even though you may have started out um experienced some negativity especially with the the system but and then you went back you decided to make a change and then you see all of these amazing things that you was able to do and then you start thinking to yourself and this is what shows a real character of a person even though you may have done something in the past but this shows the real character of who you was at the root of it when you decided that you was going to help yourself and then you was going to figure out how to help others. That is the true character. And so the fact that you started helping others and you did it behind bars and made a lot of changes and use your life in order to help other people start getting curious, start want to figure out why you do what you do. And then also letting them know that they have hope at the end of the day. Um, I feel that most <clears throat> The individuals incarcerated, um, like you said, they don't, the family connection is diminished. They, uh, some families go visit their, uh, the ones that's incarcerated and then some families choose not to. And then, like you said, it's very easy to get a disciplinary. So even if the family wants to come see their loved one, they can go into a situation where a disciplinary action has been taking place and therefore, they're not able to see that loved one. So when we think about disciplinary, because I want to speak about that just a little bit more. Um, say, for example, an inmate get a disciplinary and they say, well, we're going to take away your tablet. You're not going to have the education. We're going to take away your family visitational privileges. Is that for like a month or is that for like two months or is that for a week or just one time? How does that work? Okay, your your first uh, the first time they suspend you for your uh, for disciplinary problems, it's probably a thirty day suspension, mm-hmm. and it all depends on what the disciplinary is. Now, if it's a minor disciplinary, yeah, you get thirty days. 
But if it's a major disciplinary, you six months from the from off top, you're gonna get six months disciplinary, uh, and then you're gonna have to be twelve month disciplinary free. So, so you're gonna have to get past the six months, you know, you, that they punish you for, and t- six more months in, before you get privileged back. Wow. So, it's definitely you're gonna do. You're gonna. It's gonna be twelve months, um, no matter what. You twelve months. You're gonna uh, to get the privilege back. You're gonna have to uh, be disciplinary free for that long, and that <laughs> is almost impossible. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as it was for me. Uh, I've been. A, I was given the opportunity to wear a badge, and what I mean about that, it's a special badge mm-hmm. that I could wear and go to the cells and talk to the gentlemen at their cells. Oh. Um, so I've been able to do that for uh, about three years mm-hmm. uh, when I was um, when I was at Liberal Correction Institution. And it was a unit called Ashley, and they, it was always locked down. Um, it was very, very violent there. Um, and so what I would do is I would go there, and I would talk to them at the cell. And, you know, I would get the instructions from the wardens, what they need to do in order for them to get some privilege, or what they need to do to get, uh, uh, yeah, some privilege to be able to get out sometime and breathe a little and um, I would go there and, you know, tell them they have to line the shoes under the bed, take the lines down. You know, they, they make little lines across the, the cell so they can hang things up, mm-hmm. uh, block block off the, um, the the doorway, the window, so that they can't see inside and stuff like that. Um, and, and and they, yeah, they've been down for that. You know, they, they kind of honored me when I was there, so they would listen and get a little privilege out, you know, and then officers would come, of course, and do things they shouldn't do, and then they would rise up against them. I mean, they would treat them like they were any regular person and, and literally hurt officer real bad. Okay. Um, and so when they do that, then uh, where well, I had the warden to uh, agree that, you know, because they had put cameras up, mm-hmm. so agree if they see the perpetrators that they would, you know, let them right back out. And we've been able to do that for a while. And we also fought in the system to get uh, them, the disciplinaries uh, back in 2019. Mm-hmm. I think it was 2019 going on. Yeah, 2019, right before the pandemic, to get their disciplinaries uh, exonerated. Mm, that sounds great. And so, Mr. Jones, when I think about what you're doing, because you saw a problem, you created the solution even before you yourself got out of prison, and now you are duplicating that proven system outside so that other individuals can be able to benefit and have the support, the community, and everything. Because really, tranquility is going to become their family. And that is one of the main things that I see um, having uh, that people, you know, just don't have. They just don't have. And so uh, Tranquility Transitional Housing, I want to thank you for founding it. And for individuals, I'm talking to you. Okay. So if you have a family member, a friend, 
and you know that they're coming up there it's coming up to their date where they are going to be released right now currently in South Carolina this amazing amazing um nonprofit is doing this founded by the amazing Jeffrey Jones senior which is called Tranquility Transitional Housing it's more than just housing it's actually rehabilitating um, individuals that may have not been able to get the programming or resources available to them while they was incarcerated and providing them a way out of positivity so that they can reacclimate in society and build a new life. Okay. They are not a lost cause, but we cannot as a community have all of these inmates coming out without resources. And they have been incarcerated for extensive period of time. That is a problem that is in a recipe for disaster. And the fact that uh, Mr. Jones has actually created something here in South Carolina, which we have one of the highest incarcerated rates in the world, <laughs> like, to be honest with you. And you were saying about, what, 80% or something of that? 85%, 85% is going to be released. And so think about all of that. Okay, our children, our children's children, our grandchildren, what's going to happen? Okay, if they do not have access, the key word is access, access to um, housing, access to resources. And so I am so happy that this is happening right here in South Carolina and be able to give the ones in South Carolina a leg up, so to speak. And the fact that this is not something that is just for a certain period of time, but also for if they really need, like I say, a pick me up, because let me tell you, this world is hard, even if you wasn't incarcerated, but if you was incarcerated, now you're out that at a different factor, you know, because now you have the judgment and the, all the, you know, people prejudging you and, you're trying to make a difference. You're trying to change. And so where, where can individuals go when, or reach out to you guys for these services or if they have family members that's coming out soon, um, how can they get in contact with you? And if you guys are launching soon and all of this good stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. Um, yes. We hope to be launching by the end of this year. Mm -hmm. Um, we're currently right now uh, 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 awaiting on funding so that uh, we can have uh, tranquility built. It was actually a tranquility I designed, of course. I drew the blueprint for it, and those, and that's the one they say they they uh, was gonna build. Congratulations! Yeah, so it's it's great. But yes, you can reach out with us. You can call us. Well, what we um doing right now is trying to help them get jobs mm -hmm. um and and of course you know i want to sit and talk with them <laughs> yeah. i want to definitely sit and talk with them and help them understand some things mm -hmm. you know right now mm -hmm. um let them know i'm here mm -hmm. so they can call call me direct you know i want to give them that but um yes we we are Currently, right now, uh, we are taking our mail at 1122 Lady Street. Mm -hmm. That's where um, all our mail go. And then you can call us at 844-656-8359. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we would uh, definitely get back with you and so that uh, we can have a meet. Um, 
So uh, yes, and uh, we we definitely were looking forward to uh, helping um, those who are coming out right now. Mm -hmm. um, even you know though tranquility, the building hadn't yet been um, established, but we do want to catch them now. Yeah. You know, uh, we want to sit down with them. We want to talk with them. We want to help them at this point mm -hmm. uh, uh, with some transitioning. Mm -hmm. You know, so yes, we we do invite them to do that. And for those of you who would like to know more information about Tranquility Transitional Housing, you can go to tttthousing.net. That is tttthousing.net. You know, my nickname is TT, so that's why I got a little tickle. So go ahead and make sure that you check that out today. It explains to you their mission and why they do what they do. You will also be able to see members of their staff that is also um, front runners within the community here in South Carolina. And also, if you are a business or if you are a business leader, uh, just an individual in the community that would like to put support to this amazing initiative here in South Carolina, which is Tranquility Transitional Housing, they are accepting donations uh -huh, because they're a nonprofit 5013C, which means that your volunteer donations is a tax write-off. So... If your heart is moved to make a donation towards the development of the transitional housing, you make sure that you reach out to Mr. Jones and his or a member of his staff so that they can speak to you about how you can make that donation possible for this amazing, much needed resource here in South Carolina. But as he already stated, you can also reach out to him with the number that he just mentioned. And uh, for those of you who are transitioning right now, you're still not left behind. Okay, so thank you so much for tuning in to this uh, episode of the Tina Ram Show. And you're going to be hearing more about this from Mr. Jones. This is just part one. Because listen, when you cut the ribbon for the building, we will be there. Okay. <laughs> Yes, I'll be looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I'm very excited about it. You know, um, the, the men, they're all waiting, too, because, yeah. you know, I spoke with them prior to going out. You know, I started Tranquility in 2020, mm -hmm. and, you know, I've been out now for just 90 days. Mm -hmm. So that's years before mm -hmm. I even hit the set. So they were anticipating me having programming mm -hmm. and, um, and looking forward to coming. So I definitely can't wait. And can't wait to see you then, you know, when we do cut that ribbon. Yes, I'm, I am so excited. And thank you again for being a featured guest on our show. You guys, listen, this has been an amazing interview. And this hits to me home, you know, because this is my hometown. This is my home area, South Carolina. And I know all too well the things that we lack in South Carolina. It's a lot of good things like hospitality, Southern hospitality. We can, we, yes, we have that, but we, most of all, we need these resources available so that we can help acclimate these men, women back into society so they can be productive. Many of them want to be productive, but they just need a helping hand. And so tranquility, transitional housing, it's taking your hand. So make sure to tune in and make sure to subscribe and make sure to follow and make sure to support this initiative here in South Carolina because it's amazing. Thank you, Mr. Jones, for coming. And we can't wait to that ribbon cutting. <laughs> All right. Bye.
are welcoming author, podcast, businesswoman, coach, podcast, influencer, Coach Tina Ramsey. What up, family? What up, family? CTR, Media Network. Network. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Best in the biz. Yeah. Join the team. CTR is who we are. The media network, that's the best by far. Whether you listen at your home, at your job, in your car. Come get the information that's needed above all. Never lasting. Motivational podcasting. Giving you the answers to the questions that you're asking. Serious talks and topics. How to come up and profit. How to better yourself, your health. is here. We got it. Reaching 350 million. They tuning in. We in 50 different countries. We all can. And like minded. Find your purpose and your assignment. Come get your fix, your feel. Your mental alignment, get active and speak to the masses. Build your influence, all levels and all classes. Now you know you can monetize and grow. CTR Media Network, start the show. CTR Media Network, CTR Me- Media Network, CTR Media Network. CTR, Media Network, CTR is who we are, the Media Network, that's the best by far, you know, CTR, Media Network, CTR, Media Network. Your health is here, we got it. Reaching 350 million, they tuning in. We in 50 different countries, we all can. And like minded, find your purpose and your assignment. Come get your fix, your feel, your mental alignment. Get active and speak to the masses. Build your influence, all levels and all classes. Now you know you can monetize and grow. CTR Media Network, start the show. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR is who we are. The Media Network. That's the best by far, you know. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. Uh.